Hey guys, welcome back. I'm your host, The Apothecary, and we are going ahead and starting off podcast number two of Roll for Injury. So today I have my second member of the group. This is Alex. Go ahead and say hello. Hi. And so uh, we are going to go ahead and talk into uh, transportive uh, or um, transportable methods to go ahead and get your boards on the go. And last week I went ahead and talked about how you can make this with dunes. And so that's what we're going to go ahead and start with. And then we're going to go ahead and do a little introductory um, of our main member here, Alex, and the things that we have planned, painting, and otherwise for this channel and for uh, our future gaming experiences. So without further ado, let's get this on the roll. So as I mentioned uh, last video, Dunes is a really simple, easy, cheap alternative to a lot of different things. And quite literally, all you need is either an old brown sheet that you have, or just grab one from the thrift shop, Walmart, whatever. Sand from your backyard, local beach, anything of the above. And a little bit of not an Elmer's school glue. So any white glue from Elmer's that isn't school glue. It's not strong enough. You could also use tacky if you mix it real well with water. I wouldn't recommend though. Uh, so anyways, with a lot of my dioramas that I go ahead and make... I flock them and I use like portable grass, usually from Woodland Scenics. I take the, you could use liquid cement with a spray bottle and spray it on. However, I usually make a quicker solution with Elmer's glue. This is something that's not too uh, un-understood, I guess you could say, how you call that. Um, yeah, a lot of people, uh, it's pretty well known in the community, but the thing is if you use white Elmer's non-school glue, mix it with some water, you can make some really easy sprayable tack to go ahead and put onto your boards. The uh, quick trick that you could do though, however, is add a dab of dish soap and that's what really gets the adhesive to work. Uh, you shake it really well and if you want to spray it on, you do two instances of water, one instant of glue. Uh, and you go ahead and spray it on the boards. Now, me and Alex here have went ahead and we started on our most recent project was a Blood Bowl board for Dungeon Bowl. Um, it, was, it's, it was good up until the flocking process because it had to, we, had, uh, we didn't have the right ingredients to go ahead and make it. So I kind of like tried to like butcher it with painting the glue on and it didn't work so well and I got like chunks of it and I ended up having to just buy a whole new thing of uh, flock uh, unfortunately but it ended up working out now I sprayed it um, and it looked pretty good but how, how did you think of that about that process remember um, when we were cocking it and everything yeah it's uh it's an interesting process um <laughs> there's a lot to be done mm -hmm. it's messy but it's fun I mean it's creative so you have to be kind of a creative person to be able to do it I think because the thing is, anyone can put, like, caulk and, like, paint onto something. But you have to have some sort of, like, creative background to be able to, like, really figure out what you want to put where and, like, what structures are going to go there and, like, that kind of thing. So we worked well as a team to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely think that not having a blueprint before you do it 
Oh Kim. my god, huge mistake though. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. I, we had a we had a brand, yeah. we had an idea. We already knew where we were putting lakes and things like that. Yeah. Um, what ended up hurting us was we started this project a couple of months ago, and what ended up happening was we. I had school. Well, life happened. She, yeah, work, obviously. School. Work. Yeah. And so we didn't have time to catch up on it. And originally when... So the way these portable uh, maps work, and this one is going to be the canvas method, I, is the best way to call this, is so you take a piece of canvas drop cloth, not canvas, not roll up canvas, because that stuff's so it's expensive. It's too stiff, too. No, no. Right? It's, eh, not really. It's just expensive. Yeah. It's, it's you know, canvas... canvas for artists is like made it is expensive yeah to go ahead and essentially be perfect there's no snags or anything else like that whereas drop cloth is all butchered and things like that but essentially you throw that in the dryer and it flattens it out so it's not all bendy and folded from within the packaging I got mine at Home Depot for I think it was seven bucks and then but however once you get it unfolded on in that dryer you put get it wrinkle free you're pretty much ready to start and so the items that you needed for that were uh, caulk uh, we used a caulk. lot yeah a, a lot. lot of caulk <laughs> uh, we, we for a standard um a large size blood bowl board so not a three by two this one was a four by three because we went ahead and expanded the squares um we needed roughly i'd say two and a half bottles of caulk right yeah no two right well we went i you went through two with me yeah but the thing is like we're super unorganized so we made the mistake of losing our caulk halfway through yeah so i had to get more but uh, (laughs) just make sure that you've got enough yeah so I, I I usually buy double what I need in case of any mess ups. You're better off with extra because you can always use it for something later on. Yeah. You can yeah, also definitely. like you said like a lot of the times we would end up having to double layer some of the caulk to build up structures yeah, for later to make, on. So. Well, yeah, and I'll get into that in uh, as we unfold here. Mm-hmm. Is essentially so what happens is is you take this caulk. You want paints too. Um, when I did my original. Uh, caulk one. This one I was flocking, so I wasn't too uh, worried, especially since it was a snow theme on the paint underneath. But you want to get paints and earth tones for whatever you're painting. Actually, a great easy way to get out of this is just to literally get Woodland Scenics Earth Tone paint. It's like the same thing you use when you're going ahead and putting uh, um, the realistic water effects onto your dioramas. It's the same paint for that, and it works so easy. It adds just like texture um, that just at a pretty cheap rate. Uh, I actually sometimes, too, if I'm like making like a puddle of mud, I'll get uh, the uh, Games Workshop uh, scenic paints, the uh, abrasive paints, essentially, the textured paints. and I'll put those in for a little additive effects. And so what happens is once you have all these supplies, you go ahead and you take a caulk gun with your caulk, you squiggle it around on the <laughs> on the canvas that should be flat. Now with us, because we started halfway and then had to stop and we did it again two months later, ours was a little bit 
wrinkled, wrinkled to say the least. <laughs> but the th- no, it wasn't that bad. But the well, thing was, you can you can get us. you can you can fix this. The thing is, obviously, you can't put a big thing of drop cloth in your dryer to go ahead and fix it. So you can either iron it, or if you stretch it out while doing the process, if you have one person stretch it, like as if you're doing like I don't know, like uh, what's that game where you put your hands on the dots? Twister. Twister, <laughs> like Twister, and the other person coughs like it. Mind you, we did this in my front yard, and my neighbor was like, "What the actual hell are these people yeah. doing?" It was like <laughs> he kept some like coming over, like, weird, "Are you guys okay?" <laughs> it's like weird interpretive yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so we went ahead, and so one person held it flat, and then another person caulked it. Um, we had putty caulk knives, but we actually ended up using a spatula because yeah. it worked better. Uh, a metal the, spatula. The stainless steel yeah. was, was the reason. If you can get a flat metal spatula unslotted, that's probably the best thing. No, you I think can it, use. the slot helped because you it helped. So? Yeah, well, it kind of helped to like spread. Yeah, yeah and exactly. if there was like too much in one area, it kind of helped to cut that down a little yeah, bit. So no, I guess that is true. Yeah, I think that's why it ended up working better. Yeah, it was super smooth in the end, which was good. But um, so the caulk will end up flattening it out if you keep it stretched while you're doing it. And so that's eventually what happened. And afterwards, obviously the caulk isn't the perfect kind of white for snow. So we took um, white acrylic. White, white acrylic, yeah. Mm-hmm. We just took snow white acrylic. And since we were, once again, flocking it, we weren't too worried about keeping different tones here and there. And we just used that across the whole thing. We painted it snow white acrylic. I think that was just from like Michael's, like just yep. standard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got the big thing of paint, actually, from uh, Joanne Fabrics. Yeah. Um, and, but any quality acrylic paint. I wouldn't use, like, something you get from, like, Crayola. Not something expensive, either, because we went through the whole... Yeah, no, definitely. Too. Not yeah. something expensive, but something decent. Like, yeah. you don't want to get, good like... quality. Yeah. Like, you can get the store brand good acrylic. Just get a big thing of it. Um, or, once again, you could do the scene, uh, Woodland Scenics uh, texturized paint. And uh, that that works pretty well, and so we did that. I did a couple earth tones underneath because of spots where I would have wanted dirt that was going to be snowed over. But aside from that, it was mainly white. And then, like I said uh, previous, we tried painting the glue on, and what ended up happening was this was my first time flocking on canvas, so. It was a bit of an experience for me, and painting the glue on didn't ha- do well because when you tried folding it, it was just too mushy and it just like fell apart. And this was even after letting it dry for a day. So In the direct sunlight, yeah, too. like it was dry, dry. Yeah. So it definitely clumps up too easily that way. So what we ended up doing was we sprayed it, or and sprinkled the snow on, sprayed it. Waited like I'd say actually like four hours. Spray it again. Wait maybe another four or five hours. Spray it again. I'd say do like four layers of spray before you're good. Uh, and this is that lengthy process. Yeah, it's the waiting is the the most annoying part. Like you can get almost all the stuff done within I'd say a span of maybe six hours, right? Yeah. It's that waiting though. So like something that takes six hours ended up taking us a whole week to finish. Yeah. Because, one, a couple of the mess-ups, but two, it's just the amount of waiting you have to do. You have to wait for the one side to be finished flocked, and then you get to the other one. 
But all in all, I mean, it doesn't take up too much of your time time. It's just you have to wait on it. So you have somewhere to set but it. you can go on about your life while it's drying. Exactly. So you can do it over time. So it's not too horrible of a process to go ahead and get done. Um, so now it's completely flocked and everything's uh, pretty hard on it. It's, it's good and we started squaring it out and it folds well. I, I just folded it today and none of it's breaking off. It's solid and uh, so now it's, tra it's transportable and uh, like storageable. I guess is the big thing because a lot of see a lot of people who have games like I, I especially like if you're like living with your parents or something at the moment if you're if you're not in a small apartment you can't like you just don't have like the you don't have the room, room to go it, ahead yeah. and put a giant workbench even up. for me like I have a huge closet in my room but like some of the blood bowl boards we had like the one that's sectioned into three pieces it's not that like storageable because it's still in three long panels. Well, so it's not you bad. You can and, set like, that up right in your shelf. Yeah, right. But having one that's like completely like foldable is so much easier. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. So the thing is like that's uh, me and Alex here and a, a bunch of my buddies, uh, we oh, we have this space issue. So we've put so much effort into trying to make something where we can take this out on a whim and play a game on the dining room table because uh, you know i i myself i live with my parents right now um and i can't really just have my board there and people are gonna like start eating their dinner on top of like my warhammer <laughs> board so there's uh, nowhere to really keep it so i that's able... true like we used to so like when we first like when he first showed me like what blood bowl was and stuff we would play games that would take like four, five, six hours because I was trying to learn everything. And so it would be like, we would get home from work at like 10 o'clock at night and start playing right away, but we wouldn't be done until like three o'clock in the morning. And I would just be like, dude, I'm so exhausted. I need to go to bed right now. And we would have to just leave the whole board on the table. <laughs> and then like the next morning, find out that my cat's like eight some of his elves or something like oh, so that was it's horrible nice to have uh, something you can literally just like roll up and store and then just unroll it and get right back yeah. to it and so but that that would be the flock technique now there's two different canvas techniques that you could do so we sprayed the snow on it and that gave the flock right yeah and so that looked cool. you also have to I, trial and error that though to see how much you want in different places yeah so yeah that's different yeah, for every that person happened. Yeah, that definitely happened. We we uh, the thing is you can't pile it up too much when right. you're folding it into it, a canvas because well, it like, will break apart. For ours, we wanted to do a snowy type of scene. Yeah, we. Yeah. But so like we wanted like maybe a snowbank in some areas, less snow in areas, like because it's realistic. Yeah. So you don't want to just pour like a whole thing of snow across the whole board and be like, yep, it's covered. You want it to be more realistic, so you want some snow piled up in maybe one corner and less in another based on the structures you want to add in. Yeah. So it's different for every person. That's a lot of like trial we, and error. Through, yeah, and through our trial and error, we found out that on the foldable canvas, it wasn't very uh, realistic to go ahead and make mounds of snow. Right. So what we ended up doing is we, since this is a dungeon bowl board, we took flat cardboard and we flocked that so that, once again, storable because they're squares, different tiles for each one. And that w was our mounds and our walls, our castle walls, dungeon walls, albeit. 
and that ended up working out for us. Now the other way I do canvas, and this one's a lot more uh, less intensive, it's a lot more simple, is you use the cock to go ahead and describe your mountains and things like that. And for this one, you could take, I took, it took a steel sponge, like a cleaning sponge for plates. Like Brillo pads. Yeah, Brillo yeah. pads. And I like went major ham, like Mario Party 1, clicking the A button style all over the, like certain sections of the board to give it this rough texture. Just texturized the yeah. life out of it. <laughs> Textured it. And like it, a cheese grater. Yeah. <laughs> and it made it look, no, not shaking back and forth, but no, you could, I, mean, I did that like, in certain spots with yeah. different things. I took a yellow sponge for that and I sh shook it and that helps give a different texture once again. Yeah. Um, and so pounding with the Brillo pad made it like coarse, um, like rocky and mm. whatnot. And that was cool. Uh, I took a the putty knife that you scrape with the caulk, and I placed it down on it, pressed against it, then moved like a two centimeters down, pressed again, moved two centimeters down, pressed again, and that gives like a either like a wet pavement that maybe got like impacted, or you can do that for ice. It gives that like skew line. That was cool. The brilliant um, thing about making these boards is that even if you mess up somewhere, you can always work it into what you're trying to do. Yeah, the turn point it into is that you want texture, so it's kind of like I don't know, like 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 painting when you're trying to paint something and you mess up, you just have to work it into what you're doing. But when it comes to texturizing stuff, like you want texture, so the variety of texture only helps in the end. Yeah, I agree. It helps add inspiration, even. Yeah. But all in all, once you're done with that, that one you paint up. Uh, definitely use like uh, I think uh, kind of like with your standard mini painting. You want your base coat, and then essentially you're done with that one. And those are the two canvas methods. Now, my third method, which I showed you once, you remember my two by four, my wooden panel of the blood bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one is a, that one is if you have enough space like I put mine against my wall right behind my dresser and so it was a two by four panel that I got I think it was a little bit more I think it was a three by four uh, and it was just like cheap wood that you got at Home Depot and the biggest thing with that is I don't know if any of you guys ever took an art class in or wood shop is the lines if you go with the grain of the wood it'll warp when it gets wet and so what I did was I paint the wet paint and the flocking the glue for flocking will warp it so what happens is you take this 2x4 panel you paint over it I started mine brown and then I painted green in the areas I wanted green and then I went ahead and did black for mud piles and then I painted over it again with brown to give it a different detail and then I went over the flocking process and sprayed it with liquid cement and flocked the area. Uh, after each one of these processes, because the wood would warp, it would like do a U, you don't want that. So what I ended up doing was I took the back of the wood panel and I sprayed some water on it and laid it flat with the painted side on the flat surface with the wet side out and it would act, it rewarped itself back to being flat and from then on out every time I sprayed it I would 
spray it once, let the flock go, then spray the second time, but then I would turn it over and let it dry that way. Uh, because the thing is then you'll get a warped board and how good is that? It doesn't really help you. But that one came out really cool. I'll go ahead and post that in the pictures with the description on each of my podcasts that allow me to. You'll see it in the link if it isn't. Um, and so that one came up. That one was pretty cool. I went ahead. I took a stencil. I saw I got an imperial symbol. And I cut it out of a piece of printer paper. And I sprayed it with black paint. And... I thought that was I thought it was pretty neat. I thought it was that that one's actually I think my best work. It was really uh, really on par. I took I took uh, sand granules and labeled the end zones with them. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, additional, I guess, uh, warning on that is if you are trying to be as realistic as possible. With me, I did a one quarter brown dry flock grass and three quarters dark green live grass and I mixed it, shook it up, and flocked with it. If you're going to do that, the thing is this board takes wear and tear. I have a few scrapes and bruises on mine now, but this has been through years of gameplay, but I still have a little bag that I can go over it with to fix the errors that get from time to time, and I go ahead and spray it again to get that texture back. Uh, lastly, and I think this is the biggest one, is the dunes. And this thing is so simple. This is another uh, simple board idea. And I'm really excited to go ahead and I have the sheet for it. And I'm going to go ahead and get started on it right away. Uh, through past and prior experiences, we're going to take this brown sheet and spray it down with glue. And do the same thing I do with any of my flocking methods. Uh, I do understand that some of the glue is going to get soaked up by the sheet, but I don't think it'll require any cock. And all I have to, and then just throw sand on it that you get from any local beach, any local spot, or your backyard. My backyard. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And uh, oh, note: uh, if you're going to take wild sand, I guess if you want to refer to it like that, um, I would take it and whenever I make my flock I put it in the oven for a little bit with sand because the thing is you don't want all that crap first off That's you want really it dry you want it dry but god forbid there's some like a sand flea or something in it you know throw it in the oven real quick um, so that it stays nice and not horrible and gross <laughs> uh, and it'll also adhere a lot easier uh, so anyways but you'd flock it over the sheet and then in the original Games Workshop uh, scenery ads, uh, scenery books, I, I have a few terrain books on how-tos before they really started getting into selling their own products for scenery. Uh, and one of them said, you know, take up like a purple sheet, throw some like tree dioramas down on it, and uh, put like books and stuff to like add hills and, and mountains to give it more texture. And so, going one step further, if you flock a brown sheet with sand, it's going to have this sandy feel, right? Obviously, if you do a light tan sheet, you'd flock it with the sand and then put bumps and get gizmos underneath it. It's going to look like dunes right then and there. And then if you have some terrain, uh, me, uh, me and Alex here started on uh, some Gorka Morka terrain. We took uh, using... Uh, 
uh, was it scaffolding? It's like, uh, oh, c uh, scenic cement or something it's called. Uh, it's uh, from Woodland Scenics. It's in this uh, like milk jug container and you mix it. Plaster, c uh, model plaster, modeling plaster we use. And we're uh, creating our own little things. I've got uh, bamboo skewers to go ahead and make a fort. And I'm excited to see how that comes out. But anyways, you place these uh, terrain pieces on it and you're pretty much set to go. Nice and easy terrain build. That's completely portable. I mean, you, you fold that uh, a sheet in your back trunk, throw it in your car, and you're set. Like, I mean, there's not much else to it. Uh, so that's pretty much all I have to say on it. I know there's other forms. You could take foam. You could piece them together. Uh, I'm actually currently experimenting with that for a street bowl uh, pitch. Uh, but for and actually, I'm actually thinking of using that street bowl pitch as well, uh, well for a more time battleground because the thing is, is it's in the street, so you can kind of like interchange it together. Um, but aside from that, if you have any suggestions or whatnot on that please go ahead and feel free to leave an email to me or go ahead and uh, post on uh, my Facebook on Roll for Injury uh, to go ahead and make those suggestions or if you have your own portable ideas. And also on my Twitter now and Instagram. Yes. So. All the same name, right? Yeah, yep, all Roll for Injury. Because uh, I have my own suggestions. I'm not the greatest painter. I just know a little quick uh, easy ways to do this but if you so like I said if you have a idea for portable game boards go ahead and post that up because yeah, a lot of this stuff is learned through like personal technique and experience yep. so sharing your suggestions or even if you have questions is always a great way to continue to grow and you know if you have a really good technique at doing it and you tell us then we can try it and then we can talk about it on the podcast and then spread it to other people so Make sure you share your knowledge and make sure that you, if you need help building your stuff, you know, reach out and ask. Reach yeah. out on Twitter, send it to Tweet, Facebook, anything. But I think that's a, I think that's a big problem with a lot of people is a lot of people are afraid. To say, to, like, hey, No, not even you... that. But, like, to, like, play the games. Yeah. You, know? you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I always get worried about going to play a game when I when I first started the hobbyist specialty because I was like man I don't have a board to play on mm -hmm. you know or like uh, it just it was uh, I didn't even understand that stuff when you first like told me about all of this I was like what oh what the boards <laughs> yeah like I didn't know you know I had no idea so and for it's people that, that are just getting into a mm -hmm. lot of these games they don't even know how to go about that stuff so and a big part of this is just helping people that don't even know where to start yep so, yeah. And I think that's that's a big thing because the thing is a lot of people who who are very into it have their own workbench and it's like boom right. like oh I have all this I have this terrain set up and people get overwhelmed and it's intimidating like even for me like in the community that we're a part of on Facebook like I see I said to him like when I first started painting I did my first like paint like not that yeah. long ago it was super intimidating to me I didn't even want to post it on the community page because I'm like no I see so many people post amazing yeah. things and it's the same with like building you know you see people that build these like incredibly amazing like pitches or whatever and it's just like oh man i'm not gonna post what i'm working on but everyone starts at a different point yeah and you did pretty so, well I think yeah i got crazy commentary saying mm -hmm. how great it was how much control being that it was like the first thing I ever painted but for me Looking at it from my perspective, I was like, oh my God, this does not stock, like, stack up to anything I've seen posted. <laughs> so it's easy to feel very intimidated, and it's easy to not want to like, 
you know, put yourself out there and show what you're working on or ask for help or share your techniques, but we want to try and change that. Yeah. Uh, but enough of that. Now I really want to go ahead and get into, like you said, the painting thing. Mm. And uh, so, yeah. so this is Alex here. She's finally getting into the specialist game section. She's been doing Blood Bowl with me for about two years. Yeah. Uh, and she just started getting, she has pretty much read the entire Gorka Marker rule set now, yeah, right? Yeah, rules. Yeah. Dub rules, right? <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna get into. We're, I'm really excited to get her into that. And now I've stepped into like the Mordheim and all that stuff. Yeah, right yeah, because I've uh, been forced to download the app and I played <laughs> it yesterday. <laughs> that was that was a, fun, a lot of fun. And I was told I couldn't play Skaven, so I'm kind of like protesting playing. No, all. you can play Skaven. You just have to. You have to pay for them. I they know. just told you you couldn't because you had to spend the eight dollars. And I'm cheap. <laughs> Well, it's good anyways to start as Reichlanders because it kind of teaches you the basics yeah. of that game. It's 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 a it's it's very overwhelming to start, and adding extra rules on top of that can make it rough. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I've grown to absolutely adore my Skavens. So in anything I play, I always want to play Skaven, and it's just not wise. <laughs> and I just keep trying to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. We actually got some models with us today that she's painting. Yeah. Um, and you should you should tell them about the cheese theme you have for your Blood Bowl minis. <laughs> so when I first made a lineup on Fumble, I was trying to decide what to name my Skaven team. So I decided to name them after cheese because they're rats after all, and I'm the rat master. <laughs> so <laughs> I named them all different kinds of cheese like cheds there's swizz <laughs> there's um god i can't remember like there was some i have to like look it up because there was so many like crazy mons right was it mons uh, moons i think moons, it was moons, moons like moonster, like moonster cheese, there was yeah. so many that were just absolutely ridiculous and i'm sure like the moderator that looked at that stuff was like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> <laughs> there's so much more ridiculous stuff yeah though. oh yeah i'm sure there is uh, it's ridiculous i named my mordheim warband nacho libre Oh, yeah, yeah. More cheese. <laughs> More cheese. I'm seeing a <laughs> pattern here for me. <laughs> <laughs> but now um, we're going ahead and we're doing some proxy models to go ahead and, like, get her into the, uh, the painting, uh, like, techniques. Mm -hmm. And then she's uh, debating... <laughs> painting them literally the different kinds of cheese. Yeah. So, like, she has, a, she has like, these... Twins Should I Skaven. actually look up their names? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want. But she has twin Skaven. One called Cheddar and one called White Cheddar. <laughs> so the one's going to go ahead and like have like a yellow base like uh, for his clothes. And yeah. the other one's going to have like white for his clothes. And she's going to like paint them like cheese holes. It's, it's going to... I think it's gonna be. It, it can. It has a lot of potential. It can look look really stupid, or it can look really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's all how you. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a fun thing. I think I you should so. really record that. I hope other people take it. Um. I, I the way that I take things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think I don't think people are gonna feel. I don't feel like that's something that insults people. 
Because if you play the game right, it's not like you're like playing with like twelve skaven linemen. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. I can't find anything, but that's you true. actually have like a develop. Like you, you've played skaven for a while now, and you've yeah. developed like. I started tactic. out. So the first game I ever played, obviously, I started with human because. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I kind of forced um, you to do humans. You forced that time. me to do humans. I was yeah, very I against it. it. Um, and then I immediately went into Nurgle because I'm that type of person. <laughs> yeah, she wanted Nurgle because she liked that. Yes, and then the first time I played Escaven, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in love. These rats are for me." Huh. And ever since then, that's just been it. I'm the rat master. Yeah. <laughs> Would you refuse to call me? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big N-O to that Ratmaster <laughs> Ratmaster Biflex Yes But um Yeah I think I think when we start more time too Um You might be Better off with the Reichlanders to start This is what you always say I know Because this they're easy the issue. They're I know easy. We'll see um, And I have that mounted dude He's it. so cool Yeah I know You're stuck on that I know I'm venturing into it One one thing at a time Yeah That's it We'll get there So when we get to Gorkamorka What are you gonna name your orcs? I have Ooh. no idea I don't know until it happens Nacho Libre I didn't know was coming until I started typing it in Yeah And I mean my My like name on fumbles like chili peppers like i never think before i actually do any of these things oh and my nurgle team was putrid pals oh that one was a great yeah, that was great cool. and you had my some putrid really pals. cool names and i wish uh we have to find the list i did of have that. really they cool were really names. good they were very thought out and very uh they were all um weren't they all like czech names like from like the czech republic type no names? they were like they were like Vlad and stuff They were like all that. very like gothic-y type yeah. names. I remember that, which yeah. is really cool. And they were the Putrid Pals. And then like each one of your like rotters wasn't weren't they like No, each one of your um Prestigors were named after different like forms of Igor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I even had one named like Nosferatu or yeah, something. Like yeah, that. yeah. But that was a, a cool team yeah i kind of miss playing as them you gotta try them again i think I it's it's just playing them at low tv is hard yeah you once you, you gotta get into that she you have an xbox 360 now that mm. you can go ahead and uh try the uh blood bowl uh standard I but mean, i always play my best you gotta skaven. get on that face you cannot right. deny that yeah you've done well with skaven you, you you do you do very well and and she didn't even start with the rat ogre she uh, no I've never played with the rat yeah. ogre no one uh, usually because... people don't advise you to but usually when you first start a lot of people like to well yeah because he's like a powerhouse so yeah. you think like that's the best thing to do but I don't play with that technique so it doesn't work for me but I'll yeah. try him out eventually he'll be fun yeah I think I still think you should do the underworld you should try. <laughs> I think they're they're a real cog in the wrench because people don't expect them and those mutations. Psh. Yeah, we'll see as I expand upon my yeah. Blood Bowl empire, with my putrid pals and my cheesy team. So cheese rats, <laughs> real cheese rats. <laughs> um, I guess. <gasps> oh my god! I just had the best idea ever. What? I didn't name. I haven't named my team of Skavens. I don't think. No. Yeah. So maybe I should call them. Nacho team, like not your team. Oh, Nacho my team. Dumbness. <laughs> so good. Tell me if you like that, guys. Tell me. <laughs> I think it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
aside from that, back to painting, we got really yeah. off, off topic there. <laughs> so you got the cheese theme for them. Yes. Um, uh, but it, like my struggle is that I really, <laughs> I want them to be cheese themed because it's very me. But I also really want them to be very like daunting and scary and, scary. and bloody and like, I, what am I gonna do? Put cheese. blood on their cheese? Like that's super gross. But <laughs> I might have bloody to do cheese. that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> blood drops on the cheese. Ugh. Or maybe you can make them like a very like happy tea. Like no, like, you know what I think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna like like their bakers, <laughs> cheese yeah. bakers. Well, what I'll do is make their like make them cheesy. But then I'm going to make their, like, expressions really, like, angry. angry. Yeah, like, they're really angry cooks. Like, they can't make the perfect (laughs) cheese because each one wants to make a different form of cheese. And that's going to be their whole backstory. Oh, my gosh. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm trying to. So I have a background in, like, makeup. I do makeup. That's, like, my career choice. But I've never really painted before. I suck at actual painting, like acrylic painting, but did, watercolor but and stuff. But you did well. But I did pretty and good. And I think it's because I have good brush control from doing makeup and stuff for so long. But it's like I really don't under... Like you guys that actually do professional painting and stuff, it's insane. I could never... I hope to one day actually work up to that because it's amazing some of the stuff I've seen. You know, uh, big... if you're a painter out there, like please like tweet your stuff at us because I love looking at them all the time. They're so right. awesome. And you bring up a good point with the whole makeup thing, and a lot of people don't realize this. Um, if any of you got hobbyists who do miniatures, also like do any kind of uh, uh, any kind model of artistry, kits really, yeah, or like. Well, I'm talking about the makeup aspect of painting, Um, model kits or uh, doll collections, things like that. You, once you're done painting, uh, like for instance, uh, frame arms, you can use like blushes and makeups to go ahead and highlight different areas. Like you actually use makeup to to do these things out. So like with a Skaven, when you're painting like the snout, they're like skinned snout. You can like use that makeup to give like a little bit of blush at the nose, like a red, reddened nose. Like maybe it's all like, like agitated. There is like, I mean, there's cream, liquid and powder makeup. So the thing is with liquids, they dry down really well. Uh, So that's very true. You can use a lot of that stuff to add in. Um, Really, you could use anything you want to, to paint or Mm -hmm. to do anything with. It's just a source of creativity. And if you have that creativity in you or not. You have to really think outside the box. That's why a lot of these professional painters are so good at what they do because it's not like they just stick to the typical like technique. They're they're experimenting and they're learning different techniques and they're using different things to get the right, you know, shades and techniques that they want. Yeah, and I'd be uh I'm actually I'd I'd love to see you do a video on actually. I'd like to see the makeup uh, aspect of it I, I you know because that'd be interesting because i haven't played around with it i know about it i've never used it and uh so i, but I don't know about makeup enough i think really the thing it. is you could do um there are so many different liquid foundations and things like that and so many different shades and you can mix so many of them like if you're looking for like a sickly like gross type of Uh, like skin color like really grotesque there's a lot of like different shades of foundation that are like olive toned like a olive under color 
that you can mix in to kind of get to that level. So, I mean, there is a lot of stuff you can do just with makeup, which is pretty cool. A lot of you might be listening to this like, yeah, I'm not ever going to do that. But maybe try it. You never know. So what now, so you would do a base coat, I'm guessing, first, like in, and then you would paint the foundation if you were doing this? Onto like a miniature. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay. And you, and like, you believe that would stick? Or, like, would it rub off, like, in play? Depends on the foundation that you would use, because there's different foundation bases. Some of them are based with oil. Some of them are based with water. So it would really depend on what you use. But the thing is, if you just use it for the pigment of it, and then you maybe put something over it, I think it would have no problem sticking, if that makes sense. Yeah? Yeah. Wicked. I'd be interested in that. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's a cool way to try something different. It's also a cool way to stick out when you're maybe if you're going to like a tournament or something, everyone else has their stuff painted with paint. It's like maybe you want to be a little bit different. Try yeah. something different. It doesn't hurt to try it. Wicked. Yeah. But anyways, I don't want to go ahead and uh, drown you guys out. Uh, I really appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, please, you know, if you enjoyed this, you know, like, subscribe, give us your input. Tell us what you want to hear. Um, Alex here is more than willing to, you know, go ahead and uh, talk about what she, whatever. Uh, she's uh, on the thing. Let us know what you want to hear in future podcast episodes. Yeah. We're always willing to talk about pretty much anything. If you have questions about stuff, let us know. If there's something that you want us to talk about that's maybe not talked about enough, let us know. Also, name me. Yeah. We want to see what you think would be a good uh, name, like a good name for a good host, uh, host name, name yeah. for Alex here. We and debated on this for a while before making this episode, and I yeah. told him I wanted to be called the Rat Master. He won't let me be called it. No, I said it's okay. <laughs> there was a couple other names that came up, but we want you guys to name me. Because yeah, give us your ideas. Yeah, if you listen to this entire 42-minute podcast, you earned the right to name me. <laughs> so tweet at him. Tell us what you think I should be called. And tell us what you want to hear in the next episode. Yeah. Thanks and your for, thoughts and your opinions. For shizzle. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Bye now.